from WUSC FM and HD1 Columbia. I'm Trey Martin. And I'm Flint Snyder. This is Hot Topics from WUSC News. Coming up, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the latest Super Bowl champions. We'll have a recap of the big game from Brady winning his seventh Super Bowl to the halftime show and, of course, the commercials. Plus, what's it like capturing the Super Bowl from a sideline perspective? Ahead, we'll have an interview with the Bucks team photographer and U of SC grad Tori Richmond. She'll discuss her experience at this year's Super Bowl and talk about what it's like working alongside some of the most well-known players in the NFL. And Chick-fil-A has gotten a reputation of being able to handle large crowds in their drive-throughs throughout the pandemic. Coming up, find out how one Chick-fil-A manager used their traffic skills to help healthcare workers serve up some COVID vaccines. That's all coming up this week on Hot Topics. And welcome to W. Uh, welcome to Hot Topics here from WUSC News. I'm Flint Snyder, and I'm Trey Martin. And we have uh, we have a very cool show coming up today, Trey. We uh, got to sit down yesterday with Tori Richmond, who is a sideline photographer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, now Super Bowl champ. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are going to have her interview in just a little while. But first, I think I already know the answer to this question. But did you watch the Super Bowl this weekend? I watched the Super Bowl, but it was like probably the least that the the least amount of the game that I've ever watched really yes I I I maybe paid attention to like 25 percent of it like you know I and I was just you know kind of off and on throughout mm-hmm. the night but um and I it it wasn't necessarily a game that I felt like I really had to pay attention to right um it, it was it was pretty good there at the beginning but kind of in the second half I definitely kind of tuned out there yeah yeah for sure I mean I think everyone obviously you know the uh the Bucks won 31 to 9 against uh the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and everyone was kind of building it up as like the the old guy versus the newcomer and they were looking for this game to be the moment where Brady kind of Tom Brady passed the torch to the uh uh Chiefs QB uh Patrick Mahomes but uh Brady held in there one more time around and he doesn't uh he doesn't seem like he's going to be stopping next No, season. that's that's the scary thing. Yeah. <laughs> that I mean I it looked kind of like, you know, you just watch him and LeBron and uh in soccer it's Cristiano Ronaldo and they're like in their like upper 30s and just, you know, still like like there's other people in the league that are that age that aren't, you know, able to do the things that these guys can do. So um, it, it it definitely was cool because I think I saw at the beginning of the game um, they played a video in like 2004 Brady won his first Super Bowl and mm-hmm. like that year it, it, there was like a video of uh, Patrick Mahomes playing like t-ball oh when he was gosh. like six years old yeah it's crazy like he was like in the league like already doing what he was doing when yeah. this guy was like a kid it's crazy he's 43 years old shows no signs of slowing down at all and uh the and i'm not going to get into the whole sports technical aspect of it because that's not my wheelhouse but uh the bucks just looked like they had in the bag for majority of the game a lot of people i know are looking for the opportunity for the chiefs to come back like they did the previous super bowl 
Um, but uh, unfortunately, that did not happen for Patrick Mahomes and his Chiefs. Yep, the Bucks had a lot of guys that had things to prove. Yeah. Um, with uh, not just Tom Brady, but like Leonard Fournette, mm-hmm. um, on uh, Antonio Brown, on the defensive side, um, Jason Pierre-Paul. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they just had a lot of guys that like. You know, wanted definitely were excited to be there. They felt like they had waited a long time. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of these guys cool. had been in the league for a while. I've I've recognized their names, you know, from them being on different teams here and there. And I was just kind of surprised that they were. I was like, man, they're still playing. You know, um, so I think Brady, like you said too, but a lot of other players as well had a lot to prove going in. You know, Brady, you know, leaving the Patriots. That you know, the two are synonymous practically, and you know, moving to a new franchise. I think it definitely. He definitely shut a lot of people up, I think, uh, and I think it's pretty undeniable. Yeah, I was gonna say it's pretty undeniable that that whole goat conversation. Um, and also, we gotta give and, a sh- in football terms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just in football terms, but uh, we also gotta give a shout out to some of our Gamecocks that were playing this weekend. Um, Ryan Sucker, yep. kicked some field goals. Yes, he did. Got some kicked points. Kicked a field goal. Kicked a, yes. Was uh-huh. he the one with the long hair? No. Oh, okay. I no, wasn't he really was paying the attention guy to the on names. the. Chiefs. Oh, okay. I think, I think the guy. Gotcha. No, never mind. Don't quote me on that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, but we'll yeah. look it up in the break, and we'll. we'll it, see. He he. It definitely wasn't Ryan Suckup. Um, but then uh, they also have uh, Kobe Smith. Mm-hmm. I believe. Yes. Was his name. Yeah. Who who is a former Gamecock himself? Uh, so yeah, the the game was. It might have been lackluster of a game. Good for Tom Brady. Bad for just an entertainment. You know, good game watching. You know, um, but there were some other points of entertainment first of all did you see the streaker yes yes i did that was wild it was so funny because at first you know if you look down you missed it because you know cbs just cut away from it because they don't want those fcc fines um but it, it was all over tiktok and instagram the next morning it was very funny um just to see just to see i was like i I forgot that still happened you know people streaking especially during covid too i'm like how is this guy able to get out on the field you know next to these players yeah i wonder if it has like extra it's like extra bad now that it's covid yeah like i had i know somebody that did that at a game one time and at like a professional sport team yes he he ran on the field um, and I believe that they basically just like took him into the office, like <laughs> in the back and like sat him down and yeah. they were just like, why did you do that? And like, I guess just like banned him yeah. from the stadium, but he didn't like go to jail that night. So. I think though the Super Bowl it might carry a little bit extra <laughs> penalties. I, you know, and this is apparent according to TMZ and a couple of people have told me this as well, that he apparently won $370,000 that night because he bet. That somebody would streak the field, and he ended up streaking the field, and so he he won like over three hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so I, I guess that was a bet he did not wow. want to lose, and just took matters into his own hands there. <laughs> wow! Yeah, that changes everything. No, no, it doesn't. Streaking is bad. Everyone oh. listening, do not go streaking at the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> um, but halftime show. Yeah, halftime show. What did you? Okay, so you're our sports expert here. You're a local like in-house musician here. I mean. What did you think, just from a musician standpoint, what did you think of the halftime show? The weekend? Um, I do think he's got music that like translates well to that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I unfortunately didn't get to see him live when he came here uh, a couple years ago. Did he come here live? 
Yes. Oh, wow. When I was a freshman. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was before you got yeah, here. before my time. Um, but, uh, yeah, I didn't get to go to that show. But uh, I, I know he's a good performer, um, and he puts a lot of, like, emphasis on his, like, tours and live mm-hmm. sets and stuff. And I that's exactly probably why he got chosen for yeah. this. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I do like his stuff. Um, and it was uh, very entertaining. You can always just, like, appreciate somebody putting a lot of energy and yeah. a lot of thought into a performance. Yeah, and, and speaking of energy and thought into performance, apparently he spent $7 million of his own money into just producing the show. I don't know what he would spend $7 million on that either Pepsi or the NFL wouldn't pay for themselves. Um, hmm. But I think... Just given the circumstances of what was happening, like obviously this is COVID, so we can't have crowds. We can't have like a lot of guys putting together the stage really quickly on the field. So there was a lot of factors that he was working with that I thought he worked around pretty well. Um, yeah, the like dancers on the field having the masks mm-hmm. like weaved into their like costume yeah. was you know pretty creative. Now, because I know. Um, people who are listening right now are going to have the same question, but did you like get the whole face wrap thing? It's the, it, he's, I don't, I, okay. I don't follow the weekend close (laughs) enough to like tell you exactly what it is, but he's been playing like some kind of character ever since he, um, released this last album last March. Um, and it's just kind of goes along with this character that he's kind of taken on um, on the artistic side. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was pretty cool. It was definitely a play on that. I, I think it was for a video, um, and he got prosthetic plastic surgery. So there was a couple award shows that he was accepting his awards in, like, bandage wraps. And so those pictures went viral, and so I think it was a play on that. One thing that I found, thought that was cool that, you know, that made up for the lack of a crowd was one the set the production um and two was the fact that it was all live it's definitely live which is doesn't really happen at the super bowl and i thought was really cool um just want to hit on the commercials really quick personally i didn't think that the commercials were that great this year um i thought that the t-mobile ones was great and cardi b with wayne's world was really good too did you see the uber eats one um i didn't i saw okay i did see the cardi b with wayne's world and my thought was just like wow why are we going i was like everybody's just trying to dip into this like nostalgia craze yeah. that like we're just trying to pair like the craziest things like with like the 80s mm-hmm. and so that was my my thought on that commercial i liked it because cardi b was making fun of herself and i'm here for that uh she was like eat locals <laughs> but we got to do something really cool yesterday and talk to somebody who was actually at the super bowl why don't you tell us a little bit about that yes tori richmond um was a graduate of the university of south carolina uh garnet media group um Participant, former participant, former participant of Garnet Media Group, Um, and so she is now the sideline photographer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And she told us not only about what the Super Bowl was like, but uh, what it's like being the team photographer for uh, a team full of NFL stars. Yeah, and just for context purposes, this was recorded yesterday. So whenever we say tomorrow, we mean today. So hope you guys like it. Tori, thank you so much for joining us after uh, such a incredible night for you. Um, and of course, I want to ask you about the Super Bowl eventually. But um, y- you mentioned that you guys might have a parade tomorrow. And like, I, I can only imagine what the last like few days have been like. Can you describe not just like Sunday, but like what has kind of this whole experience been like for you? 
Um, it's been a lot of planning, kind of a lot of just being where people need me to be. Like the whole week leading up, we were, you know, popping into the stadium, kind of figuring out where the best angles would be. Um, we had to also shoot practice um, during the week. Uh, let's see. And then obviously game time and then just going through so many photos <laughs> from the game. That's kind of just what I've been doing the past two days. Um, Cause it's, it's so much more than just like a football game. Like there's the halftime, there's the pregame. And then especially it being in our stadium, uh, like getting the signage and how our stadium looks for Super Bowl. Um, and then, yeah, with the parade uh, tomorrow. So Wednesday that, is going to be really awesome it's a boat parade which is really cool for the city of tampa like that's you know we have it and it's good with you know not having a lot of crowds and stuff so it's been a lot i'm not quite sure like what day is what half the time but i definitely wouldn't want to be in any other spot so what would you say has been um probably the the most challenging thing um over the last couple of days I think just like finding time to kind of like step aside, take a breath and be like, okay, this is happening. This is really happening. Cause I've, I've worked two Super Bowls before, um, but not with like a team. And so the emotional investment was definitely so different uh, for me. So a lot of it was just kind of in the midst of all the chaos, just being like really, really happy to be in this chaos and then just kind of keep going very little sleep, but it's definitely so worth it. And what were the other Super Bowls that you worked? So I worked the last Super Bowl, the last two Super Bowls with the league as a card runner. Um, I was an intern with Ben Liebenberg um, out in LA with the league a couple summers ago. And so I went with them uh, to, to run memory cards during the game, had a camera attached to me. So kind of just got a feel for the Super Bowl the last two years. So this year was definitely a, a different kind of look at it. And, you know, I imagine, too, like it's not just the game. Like like you said, there was a bunch of run up and afterwards and the parade tomorrow and it's on boats now, apparently. I mean, what kind of take me through like an average day in the life of a sideline photographer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What is, what is the, it all encompass? Yeah, so it's it's a lot of on the football side, you know, we're shooting practice, we're shooting whatever portraits are needed for marketing and stuff like that. Um kind of just as asks kind of come up. And then the other half is doing um, stuff for the organization. So we have community events. We have, um, we do flag football with um, the middle schools in the area, obviously not right now, but um, so shooting stuff like that, different um, player events. And so there's like a lot of like different things that kind of go in aside from just game day. Um, and then, yeah, so like on game day is just kind of, Oh, and then like uh, with cheer, we're doing cheer rehearsals and, and stuff like that. So it's kind of just all the different facets of the organization um, that I get to do. And I love that every day is kind of different. Um, I love game days because, you know, the game is completely different each week. Um, so no, no day is the same, but I kind of like it that way. Um, keeps me on my toes, keeps the, the photos interesting too. So, yeah. And, you know, it's funny, um, 
you're living kind of every football fan's dream, like being on the sideline, you know, at a Super Bowl, not one, not two, but now three Super Bowls. And just in general, having all this behind the scenes access to the team, is it kind of hard to separate, you know, your professional, like, okay, I'm here to take pictures. And then, you know, do you kind of fan out a little bit on the inside? Like, oh my gosh, I get to be around Tom Brady and Gronk all day taking pictures of them. I mean, kind of just take me through what it's like in your mind. Um, Kind of, I go through moments of, I've just gotten so used to it that there's points where, you know, like I got to bring my parents to the game and like my dad was so excited when I told him and it's like kind of moments like that and seeing how the city, like people are just like outside of the facility, just like hoping to get a glimpse and it's kind of like times like that, that I'm like, whoa, I have a really cool job. Like not many people get to do this or get to like be around the players and, and stuff like that. So our, our team is made up of really, really great guys and same with our coaches and, and our staff. So I definitely last year as an intern was super shy. Like I, I didn't really know what to say or what to do and, and stuff like that. And then this year it's just, you know, kind of my coworkers that just happen to be really well known, but I definitely try and like take a step back and and tell myself like you're in a really, really unique position that so many people don't have. And so I definitely kind of step back and be like, appreciate how awesome this is, but it's, it's definitely really cool. And um, it, it's cool to hear you say like coworkers, because I mean, you are just as important to the team you know, well, I, I, cause you document them, you know, you kind of help tell their story. Um, but I bet, you know, Flint also talked about, um, your behind the scenes access. So let's go to like the day of the game. It looked like Tampa Bay was just like fired up from the start and they showed it in the, uh, they showed it in their performance, did you have any doubt that day that y'all were going to lose or was it just like y'all knew it was y'all's game from, from the uh, moment you woke up? Um, I mean, it's hard to say. I just, you know, for me, I definitely, again, like the emotional side of I've seen these guys practicing, you know, every day I see how much work they put in. So I, I really, really wanted it for them. Um, but I think with the access that I have, like, I, I just know them as like the people they are and I, and they happen to be really, really great athletes. And, um, I, I definitely obviously was really, really rooting, rooting for them and they're a great group. So seeing how fired up they were, I mean, they were just excited and ready to get out there. I mean, I had people that were asking me if I was nervous and I was like, I'm not the one that's nervous. I'm nervous for the game. I just, I just want to, you know, see what happens and stuff. So uh, you mentioned that you get to know a lot of these players. Um, so I have to ask, you know, what's Tom Brady like? Uh, he knows what he's doing. Um, you know, with, with photos, I'm someone that does not like getting my picture taken by any means. I mean, he's, you know, been in the industry for so long, like he knows what he needs to do. He knows what each person's role is, you know, like when he's coming for photo shoots, you know, he's just ready to go. Um, stuff like that. So um, he's, it's really awesome to kind of, to, to see him in that light and just, yeah, like he's, he's been in it for so long that he just, he knows what he's doing. So it's, um, 
they're, they're true professionals. You get to see, you know, why they are, you know, able to kind of have that output on the field because they just treat everything, you know, so professionally. Um, but uh, what would you say was um, your favorite memory, not only just from like uh, probably this playoff run and the Super Bowl, but uh, from this experience? Because th- uh, this was your first year as their photographer uh, at full time, I guess, correct? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, first year you get a Super Bowl. Just what is that like? Um, it's definitely super surreal. I mean, especially with the organization, like there's so many people that have been on staff for so long that have been, you know, been through all the highs and the lows and for, for to see everyone kind of get this moment. And I was really fortunate that it was my first year full time, but I think seeing the people who have been around for a long time and, and even some of the players who have been on the team for a while um, has been really awesome. But I think one of my favorite moments is just really definitely, I mean, post game on Sunday, just seeing all the players, seeing their families after the game. I mean, that like that to me, like that's what it's all about. Like I love shooting football, but for me, the emotion that goes into the game to me is everything like I think about the photos I got after the game and before the game more so than anything in game, just because of how much these players put in and you get to see that emotional output after the game and stuff. So. Yeah. And what was that? Sorry, Trey, go ahead. I was just going to ask if you had anything else. Yeah. Just, just one more question. Um, You know, obviously we are, we're excited to have you on not only because you are, a really cool sideline photographer for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> add to that. But you also are a J school grad from USC. You worked in Garnet Media Group. So a lot of students now are looking at you like, oh my gosh, I want to do what she's doing. So what advice do you have to any students who are looking at your experience and want to get to where you are? Um, I mean, I think if you're already in Garnet Media Group, you're doing what you need to do. I mean, for me, I hadn't even picked up a camera before I joined the Daily Gamecock. Um, That's where I found out I loved photography and it gave me the opportunities to do the things that I would end up doing later on. Um, It put me in places that I met people who later on helped me, you know, shooting on the sidelines and meeting someone who's like, oh, I have this opportunity for you to shoot an NFL game if you want. So everything just kind of like, trickles down in different ways. But I think for me, being a part of Garnet Media Group, it also taught me about working and learning throughout the process. Like each year I I could see my photography growing because I was doing it pretty much every day um, and getting to have like that real world experience. But I think it's it's also just, yeah, like working hard. I mean, there are times that you know, I would, I didn't go to football games with my friends because I was photographing them. And, you know, I think back and, you know, I definitely am really happy with the choices I made. Um, But also I probably could have found a little more balance, but, you know, I think hard work in the end will pay off and just being open to learning and, and reach out to people that are are in those positions that you want to be in. Uh, Kara Durrett with the Falcons, she also worked for uh, the Daily Gamecock at one point, and she's team photographer with the Falcons. And when I was in college, I just followed her on Instagram and reached out to her. And, you know, she gave me opportunities 
Um, so I think just kind of finding what it is that you want to do and just putting in work and everything will just kind of kind of do that. Yeah. And, and speaking of following people on Instagram, you have a, a professional Instagram account. Where can mm -hmm. people find you? Where can people see these awesome pictures that you take? Yeah. So my Instagram is Tori Richmond underscore photography. Uh, small piece of advice. I definitely recommend getting two accounts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I made mine in college. Um, it's just much easier that way. But uh, yeah, so I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and I definitely, I love to post um, kind of different photos on my Instagram. It's my, my way of showing people photos that, you know, that I saw throughout the game that, you know, are just kind of for me and what I just like want to show people, especially fans, like they love getting to see different photos um, from me and my uh, co-photographer, Kyle, so. Oh, I have one more question. Mm -hmm. Do you know if you're going to get a ring? Um, I hope so. I am not sure on that, but I do have my ring size handy if they need it. <laughs> That's a pretty cool perspective there. Yes, it was. We uh, got to see things uh, through her lens, I guess. Yeah. And yeah, that just was pretty just bad. a cool perspective. I didn't know they got Super Bowl rings. Oh, I feel like I, I thought that like everybody got rings. Well, not everybody, but like everyone who works on the like, team. But like a lot of. Uh, more people than you would think yeah. get a Super Bowl ring. That's what I, I, I think happens. Interesting. Well, apparently she, she's getting one, so that's pretty cool. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was Tori Richmond, sideline photographer and U of SC grad for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers there. And Tori, thank you so much for joining us then. Uh, we're going to be right back. Coming up, we have a story of one Chick-fil-A manager who stepped in at a COVID-19 vaccination site right here in South Carolina to help Save the day. We'll be right back. This is Hot Topics from WSC News. Welcome back to Hot Topics right here on WSC News. And uh, Trey, this is a really funny story that came about this week. We're just briefly going to talk about it because um, I thought it was really hilarious. Um, but so there was, you know how like everyone... So have you gone to Chick-fil-A during the pandemic, first of all? Like, probably like twice. Okay. Um, a week? Every a day, other like day. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we, don't we all at this point? So, so you know, everyone, there's like, there's just this running joke that Chick-fil-A is so good at directing their traffic um, and just kind of getting you through the line really quickly that these memes have popped up on social media like, oh, if Chick-fil-A was in charge of the vaccine rollout, like we'd all have a vaccine by now. Just people really, you know, being tongue-in-cheek about that but you know that actually came true here here in South Carolina of course it was South Carolina where Chick-fil-a saved the day but in Mount Pleasant which is out by Charleston their computer system that they used for kind of looking over who has the appointments to get the COVID vaccine at this vaccination center it crashed and there was a massive backup hours long no one knew who was getting what when where and so the mayor of Mount Pleasant called the manager of the local Chick-fil-a and this is all according to CNN. And, and so the, uh, the guy from Chick-fil-A, the manager, comes and he, you know, he sets up a, a traffic system at the vaccination site. And he's able to get that wait time down from hours long to just 15 minutes. And everyone who was scheduled to get the vaccine that day got their vaccine. That is incredible. Yeah. I wonder if he said my pleasure after he gave every... Well, he wasn't giving shots, but after he checked everybody in, you know. That's just... I, I don't know, like... If that's like, 
um, good or bad that like we have to resort to Chick Fil A <laughs> to help us out here. Well, you know, Chick Fil A is gonna save the world one way or another. I'm just convinced of it at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, they are gonna. Uh, yes, they're gonna, they're gonna help us out here. But uh, yeah, that's just a nice story to end there. But uh, that's gonna do it for hot topics. On this uh, Wednesday, we thank you very much for joining us. Hot Topics is a production, or that's going to do it for this week's episode. Join us every Wednesday for the latest news and entertainment, culture, food, and everything in between. Hot Topics is a production by WUSC News and Garnet Media Group and is produced by Troy Dassing. You can catch other WUSC News shows on Monday and Friday at 6 p.m. and on garnetmediagroup.org. Plus, if you're not able to catch WUSC News shows live, check out our podcasts for all the highlights. Stream them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search WUSC News. Plus, for round-the-clock updates about future shows, follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at WUSC News. I'm Trey Martin. And I'm Flint Snyder. Thanks for joining us. And remember to keep it hot.